Welcome to It's Not All Black and White. My name is Sarah. I'm black. My name is Matthew. I'm white. This is the Interracial Couple Podcast, and welcome to today's episode on uh, social distancing, quarantine, and COVID-19. So we are stranded in Kenya. Yeah, we are. Um, how does that feel to be stranded in Kenya? Um, I panicked when I learned that we were actually stranded. Not that it was news, but I still panicked. You panicked before you actually had, before we called the embassy and said, what are our, what's going on? And they said, uh, leave within 20, uh, leave within 48 hours or we don't know when you can leave. Yeah, I knew that, but I, that doesn't mean that just because I knew that I wasn't going to panic, but you didn't no. panic. No, I, I didn't. Uh, I'm, I tend to not be a panicker, but you don't either tend to be a panicker. But it was, um, you know, the direct impact, I have to admit, the direct impact on my daily life is fairly minor in the actual sense. So in the theoretical sense, it could be, it could be big, right? Yeah. Because we have tickets uh, to go back to America via Europe and on different airlines with a lay with a separate with a week layover. So everything is completely up in the air. So planning what we're even going to do, like to even call the airlines, makes no sense because the airlines don't know what's happening. So there's a sense of being in a place of unknown, which is both someplace where you could panic. Or someplace where you say, you know what, I'm just going to kind of keep going and and taking the kind of the punches or the blows as they come and seeing what happens. I, I agreed with all that, but I feel like for me yesterday is like I needed to hear from like an authoritative figure. Like I needed to know what's going on. Like I knew what was going on by reading the news and talking to people, but I needed that confirmation that I was actually stranded so um, so you knew that you were stranded you correct. knew everything but you just needed to some somebody to tell you what you already knew uh it sounds silly but i i, I did like i needed to call the embassy and i needn't like and to call the airlines and have call the say, airlines there's nothing you can do there's nothing i can do but before i did that like it just was like what if there was like what if like what if i could leave you know and i had to like Look at it and be like, you know what? I'm not gonna leave in the next 48 hours that they're asking us to leave, and I'm okay with that. I even came to you and I was like, I think we need to talk about leaving in the next one. Like I knew we're not gonna leave in the next 20 to 48 hours, but I still wanted to talk about right. it. We needed to do address it and just Correct. acknowledge what was going on. Yeah. yeah, and you did not need to do that. No, but I will say that. So when you said it sounds silly, it does sound silly, but I also think that that's pretty common in so much of our lives. Is that I almost feel like what, even when people go to therapy, for example, at least this was my experience, was I just need somebody to tell me what I already know. You know, we even often go to people for advice, like, hey, I need some advice. You know what you need to do. Most of the time, you actually right? do. Most of the time, uh, it's fairly clear. You just need to kind of talk it through and say, okay, now, you know, so there's actually something about just a confirmation and I think an acknowledgement um, or you know, some might even say just sort of a naming of it. I just need to acknowledge it, name it. This is what it is um, so that I can actually choose it. Because we actually talked about this a little bit earlier. It's a slight divergent. But um, to when something comes up in your life where you need to make some kind of compromise, the compromise can be difficult if you're just like settling for it or like, okay, I'll do whatever. 
But when you choose the thing that the other one wants, your whole attitude towards it changes. So in this, like we're stuck here in Kenya or we, we don't know what's going on. I've got a visa that expires in a little over a month. So we've got other issues, but I still needed to make a choice to say, I'm not stranded here. I'm actually choosing it to stay because I could go and put in a very expensive flight on my credit card and get out and could have gotten out, but I chose not to do that. So that was actually a choice. So I'm... Was that really a choice? I didn't feel like... Is that really a choice? Like, I financially, I can I cannot do that. My business has tanked. There are no sales. I'm not making any money. And I don't know when I'm going to be making money next. So when they said, like, you need... To, and I, I have people that... I have employees that depend on me. Like, you know, like... So to me, it was just like... I can. I, I didn't feel like it was a choice, even though it's a choice, not a choice. It's a decision that I need to like accept. Yes, right. So it's a difficult decision, and many decisions in life can be very difficult, but it can still be. You know, the shift is it's a choice. We did. That was what you said. You said I want to talk about this. Are we going to leave or not? And the thing was, no. We're going to choose to not panic. We're going to we're going to stay. We're going to see this through, and we're going to deal with the consequences of staying as opposed to the consequences of charging it on a credit card and going. That's so true. both would both carry consequences and we just had to choose this one, which I think is the right choice. Yeah. And there's like, I feel like talking about choices or decisions that we've made, like, I think like there are ways that we both, I don't know, consciously or unconsciously we've chosen to deal with what's going on in the world at the moment. I feel like for me, it's been like, because of there's so much uncertainty in our life, like I've made sure that there's like something that's certain. And to me, that is like working out. And like I've been religiously working out every day because I know that I can plan for that. You know, like this is something that I can control. And the days I haven't worked out, I feel like I become slightly depressed. Mm. Like I slightly go, Anna, because I'm like... I don't have control over anything, but that's like an hour, two hours of my day that I, I can control. Right. So for you, what has that been? You know, I, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll go. I have not felt that sense of, of powerlessness or even great uncertainty. Uh, and I think some of that goes from, I, I've had so much uncertainty in my life. Mm. And I think, uh, you know, I've, I've I've read, I know Tony Robbins talks about this too, but, you know, that one of the things that we need is certainty, you know, uh, as like a, as a, as a need. And there are just varying degrees of that certainty. So, for example, uh, like when you jump out of an airplane with a, with a parachute on your back, there is a sense of uncertainty. But the reality is, is falling is actually certain, True. you know? I, you know, but if you jumped out of an airplane and then all of a sudden you're falling and you're about to pull your parachute and then before you pull your parachute, you get pulled back up, that would be even scarier because that's outside of what is like the certainty for me. So jumping out of an airplane for me, there's a level of uncertainty, which I'm perfectly fine with, but the level of certainty is actually falling, you know? So, you know, and then if I can go back to like the great recession in what was 2007, 2008, and then the few years after that, with how am I going to pay the, the mortgage? How am I going to 
feed the family. Like there was so much stress around the uncertainty and the process of kind of going through that. And now to look back and one of the things that I say to myself whenever something comes up that's really uncertain is that I've made it this far. Mm. You know, uh, I've never starved. Um, I've been hungry, but I'm not that hungry. I have been, sure, there were times where I was technically homeless, but I still had a place, you know, to go crash. So I've never, you know, spent the night out in the rain. I've never had to sleep under a bridge. I've, I've gotten to have at least a meal a day um, at the very, very least. So, you know, so to me, at this point, the uncertainty is actually one of the certainties in life. And so you said, I need something that I do. For me, it hasn't been external. It's been internal and just saying that, that I, how am I going to relate to this is that every day there's a level of uncertainty. Something could always be. And what, what for me is, is just, I'm going to do the things that I love to do with my day. I'm going to give myself time. We met, as you've said, we meditate. So we meditate, I'll go on a run, we go on a walk. Um, and rather than let the possibilities of what could be, or even the external things that, are imp that could be impacting me, I can just give myself a little bit of freedom and a little bit of agency and a little bit of control and just say, you know, I'm not going to let all of these what ifs or even the external impact my internal. I'm gonna let my internal you know, state of being have a greater impact on the external instead of vice versa. That was deep. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that's what self-quarantining, I guess, gives you is time to think um, and ponder. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, so that's where that comes from. Because here we are. So we have basically we're moderately self-quarantined, which we kind of do anyways. I know. Right? I think like the way we live our lives has not changed much. Not a whole lot. When, not a when, whole lot. No. You know, we do have two to three people show up at our house every day to work because this is our living room, eating room, working room. And, uh, you know, there's a basin outside to wash hands and with their soap. And, you know, we're taking different precautions. We don't shake hands when people come in. So we're taking certain precautions, um, but things haven't changed enormously. No, and like things in like, I've, I've been reading the few times I've read the news or I've talked to my friends and family that people are panic buying in the US, which I haven't really seen here. And I think that is, I think maybe people are panic. My sister told me that people are panic buying in Nairobi where people have more money and resources to do that. But in Nakuru, um, people don't have that much money and people are Yeah, to go spend, to, right, to go spend a bunch of money on, you know, you know, 50 rolls of toilet paper and whatever, you have to be able to afford that and actually panic buying. And when you put it that way is actually a luxury, isn't it? It is a luxury because it's, it's not happening here. Right. Like the, we, you go to the supermarket, there are no lines, you know. The only thing that has changed is like when you go to the supermarket, you have to wash. They have like water and a basin and you have to wash your hands outside. But other than that, like I feel like... Um, There's an awareness, I think, Right. I mean, everybody is very aware and, you know, and that in some ways there's a bit of a fine line almost between, you know, the taking care of ourselves and being afraid of what could be. So when the, this whole thing started, you kind of made a little fun of me because you're like, oh, you're panicking, you know, and that was... You, what, what did you do? You bought I hand washed, sanitizer? I bought hand sanitizer and I washed my hands like five times, like five times more than I used to. 
So, you know, I wash my hands a lot. I have hand sand. Oh, right. I bought a little rubbing alcohol. So you're kind of making fun of me. And which was kind of fair enough. But the, the thing for me was that, that if I'm taking precaution, can I take precaution and be careful with zero panic? Right. And yeah. that was where I was at. Because um, I'm me, not a panicker. In, in that moment, it felt like there were no cases reported in Kenya at that time. Right. So I just was like, this is happening somewhere else at the moment. I am not going to like let something that's happening somewhere else affect my day-to-day um, life. But now I'm in that place where I'm like, should I buy more food than we need? You know, like here we only buy what we need technically. Right. So we haven't bought... I think if the supermarket was to shut down today, we would have food for three, four days. Tops. So there's that line. This morning I was asking myself, like, am I being smart by going and buying food? And also recognizing the fact that I'm one of the few people in Akuru who can actually afford to buy food for two weeks. Right. You know, I think Mm -hmm. I'm lucky that I have food for four days tops. So there's like a lot of like acknowledgement and like, digging deeper that's coming with this quarantine and like checking my privilege and understanding that also like I have a place to go like most people would like don't have a place to go so you mean what do you mean a place to go like I could I could leave the country like that's a choice that I have I don't know if like leaving a country is a privilege going back to the US at the moment yeah going to (laughs) California might not not be this could be a way better place to be but it's hard to it's hard to know that and that's the place of uncertainty you know and I think that one of the things that makes it hard is that in general like even when I'm like reading on Facebook or on social media is this things should be a certain way and when there's this panic or when there's there's an issue that we need to face you we have a lot of like this is the right way to do it I know the right way to do it Um, and I want to just kind of also pull myself out of that like I'm going to pay attention I want to be smart but but the the eventual outcome is so you know it's so much different somebody said to me um uh trump donald trump is going to invoke martial law and when they said that i thought you know what oh and this was from a credible source and what i thought at that moment was i'm just going to take a note of that because i because there's so much speculation of what's going to come and speculation becomes our truth Mm. right so this could be and we've actually kind of created a whole culture around speculation that um, that I think can be really unhealthy, you know, because it sounds like it can also be a good idea because speculation can also be thinking forward, planning for the future. All those things are very good. But when it becomes speculation, then it's like trying to figure out the future or read the future. And that, I don't know if that's, you know, it's just nothing that we as human beings really have you know, access to is to know the future. That's not for us to know. So the curiosity for the future, the, you know, moving in with curiosity as opposed to trying to figure it out, I just think is a very different way of going into it. So, yeah, I guess then I'm not going to speculate about what's going to happen in the next, who knows when. Who knows, right? No, yeah, I think like I've, last night I had like nightmares, you know, and I haven't like had like insomnia that bad. Uh, and I think it's affected by this crisis and also coming to terms like I am actually have no control about what's going on and I might be here indefinitely and I need to be okay with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, certainly I had that too last night. My, my sleep was very light. My dreams were definitely sort of crisis feeling, you know? Like yeah. I, I felt it when I woke up, this little bit of, you know, almost like a panic. But I know that's not coming, you know, that's, it's just, like you said, it's kind of, it's everywhere every time, you know, we do read the news. Um, there's all this, you know, there's, there's just so much uncertainty. You know? Yeah, but I think like the way I'm kind of like, and I think it's everyone that, that I've chosen or I'm choosing slowly um, to deal with what's going on right now and the uncertainty and the indefinitely of being here and my business not making any money and not having any sales and, you know, is like, I am going to do what I can, right. you know, so I'm going to work on my website. I am going to like, reach out to friends who I know that in this moment they have money, they may have marketing ideas. I'm reaching out for feedback. You know, I'm just doing what I can. Right. Yeah, it's, it's actually engaging because what we just got for a lot of us was a little bit more time than we had before. And I can say that from a lot of my friends, people I talk to, my, you know, my uh, people in my family, there's always this like, I wish I had time to do this other thing. And now we didn't ask We've been asking for it, kind of like, oh, I wish I had a little more time, I wish I had a little more time, I wish I had time to do this. And now we've been given that time, you know. Uh, and and for me, actually, this is something I've almost been planning for in the way that I've been operating, you know. I spent the last year working on this book, and it was a full, you know, 60,000-word uh, manuscript. And I took the pieces out of that that were really actionable and made a, you know, what I call the, the creative's handbook. Uh, I'm sorry, the creative's guidebook. Um, and it's a, you know, it's basically how do we take whatever is given to us and still find the system and the time to be creative. And I think that, that you know, when something like this is put upon us, that there's this great opportunity to go and find a way to now bring into those things in rhythm into our lives that we've been wanting to do that we haven't done and do it. So it's kind of, you know, to me, this is like, oh, I, I remember this. My life shifted in the last, you know, in the last big sort of crisis, right? Which was yeah. uh, a little over 10 years ago with the financial crisis. And obviously this is very different, but the impact, there are certain similar impacts, which is that people who had work don't have work People who had an income don't have an income. People who had no time now have time. And for me, that big shift was I have to use this opportunity to be creating. And it really launched you know, a decade of my life that was really fruitful and productive and exciting creatively. And I've just kind of codified that uh, you know, and finished this book uh, just as this is coming along. And I'm thinking, great, not only can I share this with the world, but I also can go back and say, oh, like, I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing and actually implement these things that I've been doing that are really, really fun, you know, and bring a sense of completion and, you know, and purpose in a time yeah, when there's I so may, much uncertainty. Yeah, I may use your book to like rethink about my business, about, you know, how I need to pivot because, you know, the whole plan that I had to go to gift stores and like operate my business has now changed. You know, right. so and we for your business, we actually there are certain things that you have to be in America to get going to shift around. There's some business things that had to be taken care of on U.S. soil that we can't take care of, and that could be who knows when we get to go back. Yeah, so I just have to think about new ways of doing business. 
yeah. you know, new ways of pivoting and doing business the same ways uh, with this all this uncertainty and yeah. Um, I think that's like what you just said is actually re just really important is that is that sometimes we get into a rhythm and rhythm is really wonderful. You know, like oh, I know I get up in the morning and we have a wonderful rhythm with our with our morning meditations and these different things that we do. But there's also when something becomes too repetitive, we begin to feel a little bit trapped. And so for all of us, we actually there's a little bit of a wake up moment, which is we don't get to just show up in the same way that we did a month ago. In fact, even when we greet people, the way we greet people is different. And that's... It's kind of interesting. Like, I've been, like, I greeted a few guys. And I feel like it was actually, like, people having a rhythm to, like, the new greeting. Yeah, the elbow, the, the foot. The elbow. Yeah. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe that's going to be, like, the new kind of greeting. If we stop just, using right, just be, it brings consciousness into the things that we weren't conscious of before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I'm just like, as we wrap up, like I'm thinking like we're not the only people who are like going, yeah, definitely not. No, definitely not. <laughs> but I think I would like to hear like, how are you going through this uncertainty? Like, you know, like how are you navigating this time? Yeah, and if you're somewhere in the world that's, you know, that is either not your home or that is your home, but you have people far away, family, this sense of distance or separation, how is that... Uh, playing into your life and how is that not only a challenge but also how is it helping you to grow and what are the tricks and tips that you've learned to find strength in this time that other people may be able to really benefit from yeah and we'll keep you updated if we are able to fly out um and if not if not we love you from far away <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right well thanks again for joining us and uh we will uh, we'll see you next time yeah and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast ah uh, yes we, so we, if you're watching on youtube uh we have a youtube channel uh we do little snippets just kind of a little fun either deep important moments or light and fun moments that we got to pull out that you can if you don't have time to watch the whole videos on youtube we got little snippets you can check out um if you're on the go make sure to subscribe on apple Podcasts. there's iTunes. no one who's gonna be on the go people are going nowhere unless you're on a run you're allowed to run okay yeah so okay. if you need if you need a podcast for the run just make sure you subscribe and um yeah and stay home and or or stay six feet away from the <laughs> nearest person all right bye be well <laughs>